We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. As we were singing the Chainbreaker song, I felt like God reminded me of a picture he showed me um, several years ago. And it was of, of God sitting at a table and he had a hammer, like a sledgehammer type, heavy hammer. And he was sitting there and he had chains in front of him and he was hitting them. He was breaking them. And at the time, what I felt like with my own struggles in life is that I'd always been kind of laying my chains down and then taking them back up. And I felt like that's a lot of times what I do. And I've, I've sensed in a lot of people, that's what we do in general. Is we kind of lay things before God, but then we take them back up. And I felt like what God reminded me of today is that our God is a God that when we lay things down, if we let him, he breaks them. Thank you, Zach. Amen. When life is stripped down to the simplest forms, we recognize how good God is, how great he is, and what he's done for us. And I'm sure that many people made a lot of vows during the recent hurricane. I want you to honor them. Don't pick that junk back up again. Let God be honored and glorified in your life. We're moving into a time of prayer this morning. Those who have asked to pray, would you please move to the front so you'll be ready when I call on you. You can be seated if you want. Stay standing if you'd prefer. Whatever you want to do is absolutely okay. A couple of scriptures I want to share with you from the psalm. Psalm 9419 says, In the multitude of my anxieties... You comfort my soul. Isn't that great that God already knows that we get anxious, we get worried, we get fearful? But he said in his word, he comforts our soul. Then in Psalm 46, verses 1 through 5, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, Though the mountains shake with swelling. It's talking about natural calamities. You realize that, right? And what did the psalmist begin with? God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in time of trouble. So even in the presence of natural calamities like Hurricane Michael, our God is consistent. He is faithful. Can you say, my God is my strength. He is my shield, my present help. Amen. And then in Psalm 61, Verses 1 through 5, the psalmist wrote these words, Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter to me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of of your wings. For you, O oh God, have heard my vows. You have, listened to this, you have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Aren't you glad today that we can cry out to God and he will lead us to the rock that's higher than I? We have reason to give him praise, to honor him, to glorify him today. Uh, we are going to pray for those who aren't as fortunate as we were with the results of the hurricane this morning. But we have reason to give him praise. You know, it was interesting that one of the news commentators said on Wednesday evening that the hurricane hit in the least populated area of the panhandle. I think that's the goodness of God. I think that's His grace and His mercy. Things could have been much, much, much worse, but we thank Him for His mercy today.
So this morning we're going to go into a time of prayer. And I'm asking Doug Apple if he would come. Doug, come. And he's going to pray for those who have been hardest hit by the hurricane. uh, And ask God just to show mercy. Just pray as God leads you. Feel free to pray with him. Heavenly Father, we thank you for providing for us. Thank you for providing for our needs. And then you say that you give us extra to give those who are in greater need. So, Lord, as we're all here today, hopefully everyone here is safe at home and things are taking, uh, taken care of at their house. So, God, what do we need to do now to help those who are in need? I pray that you'll give us wisdom. Help us not to just sit on our hands and wish things were better, but, Lord, help the body of Christ to rise up. Tell us what to do. Show us what to do. Motivate us. Ignite us. Light that fire in us to know what the next thing is as we go through the next weeks and months to help our neighbors, to help those who are in need. And I pray, Lord, that you will just inspire us to shine your light so that somehow, somehow, Lord, we don't get the praise for helping, but like that verse says, that they will see our good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. I pray that you'll do that through us and use us as your vessels in Jesus' name. Thank you, Doug. That's Calvin Ross if he would come and pray for our first responders. Uh, As you know, the first responders are working uh, almost 24-7. They need strength. They need encouragement. If you see a police officer, a fireman, a nurse, a doctor, uh, an EMT, would you please just give them a bottle of cold water, give them a hug and a handshake, and let them know we appreciate all that they're doing. Talk to Maria out on Main Street this morning. She's worn slick. So just encourage our first responders. Calvin's going to pray for them. I want to read a portion of the scripture the pastor's already read uh, in another place in Psalms where it quotes pretty much the same thing. But I think it's so interesting when God tells us and tells us and tells us again. That says to me he's trying to tell us something. But listen to this over in Isaiah 54.10. It says this. It says, For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you. And my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. And it says over in the Message Bible, it says this, uh, the same passage, it says, For even if the mountains walk away and the hills fall to pieces, my love won't walk away from you. My covenant commitment of peace won't fall apart. Let's pray for our first responders. Father, we want to thank you this morning. Thank you for the first responders. Lord, I thank you that you have placed men and women in the midst of disasters to be your hand that show forth your peace and your commitment of love. Father, though the storm destroys the natural things that we can see, it even destroys some of our hopes and dreams. But nevertheless, your love remains. And I thank you for those men and women that you have placed there. Father, in the midst of the storm, even though they themselves have needs and issues, even their family members may be subject to the disasters of the storm. But nevertheless, 
They have moved forward into the disaster where others have run away. They have moved in place to help the helpless, to give assistance where there is a great need. Your hand extended to those that are in need. And I thank you for our first responders. I pray for them this morning due to their obedience to move when you said move, to help when you say help. Because of their obedience, I ask that you give them protection, protect their families, protect their loved ones. Father, I ask that you give them a double blessings because of their obedience. Let them know that you have not forgotten them. You have not forgotten what they have gone through and what they are facing, not only during this time, but in times to come. Help them recognize when they are moving forward to help. That is your desire to use them and let them feel and sense and know that your presence is with them. This body, pray for them this morning right now. And we thank you for your love for us as it is shown through the assistance of our first responders. Bless them now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Calvin. Maybe better than a bottle of water, give them a Dr. Pepper and a Snickers. They might like that, huh? <laughs> Carlos Butts is coming to pray for uh, all those folks who are working to restore power, all the utility workers, from both here in Tallahassee and from around the country. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for those utility workers and volunteers that came to get our power back on, Lord. Father, we ask that you continue to put a hedge of protection around them, Father. Impart your wisdom on them, O Lord. Father, we ask that you bring to them the remembrance of their training. So as they get out of difficult situations of how to remove those wires around the trees, Father, we ask that you continue to protect them. Continue to send your angels around them, Lord. Minister to them. Father, we ask that you protect them on their way back, Father, as, as they're done. We ask that you protect and put peace in the hearts of their family, O Lord. Heavenly Father, we know that all things are, are, are possible with you, Lord. You can do everything but fail. And Father, we ask that you continue to protect those workers, Lord. Father, we ask that you enlarge our territory so that as we come into their presence, Father, that we can impart upon them the love that you have shown us, Heavenly Father. Now, Father, we continue. We, if, we had, if we all had a thousand tongues, Lord, we couldn't praise you enough. We couldn't thank you enough, Lord. And, Father, we just ask and, and, and continue to ask for your guidance, Lord. We continue to ask for you to protect these workers. We continue to ask for them to have peace in their heart. We continue for you to give them strength, Lord, to continue on until the work is finished. Now, Father, all these things we ask in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Carlos. I know that uh, when storms of this magnitude hit, kids become afraid, uncertain, worried. And it can uh, have a long-term lasting effect on them. So I've asked Anne if she would come and pray for the children who might be affected by this storm. Abba, we thank you that you are our children's Abba Father. We thank you that even in the midst of the storm, they would know your peace because they know their Lord Jesus as their Savior. We thank you, Abba, for the wisdom and the counsel that you give their parents and their grandparents to interpret and remind them the faithfulness of you, Abba. 
that you never leave them or forsake them that you send your Holy Spirit, the Holy Comforter, to hold them even in the night hours. Abba, I thank you that as they have that memory of the storm, you will show that you are present, that you are right there with them during that night, during those hours. Father, I thank you that you will give them a holy boldness that they will testify to their friends and to others that they knew you were there with them, that you will will help them remember the goodness and the faithfulness of who you are in their lives. Abba, I thank you that they will become stronger witnesses, stronger testifiers, stronger evangelists, as they share the love, the compassion, and the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ with their friends at school and in their neighborhoods. Father, I ask that you help our children, these sweet children, to be obedient to their parents, to be patient and at rest when their parents ask them for extra help or extra patience when things don't go as they expect that you will show them how to be obedient and respectful to their parents. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Ann. Gadsden County is uh, the poorest county in Florida. A lot of very disadvantaged folks there. And uh, a lot of people who need help. I know several of you were out there yesterday helping friends and family members. We need to continue to help them as we can. Bill Agner is coming this morning to pray for those that are disadvantaged by the storm and have absolutely no resources that will help them recover. Thank you. A friend of mine sent me this this morning, Second Samuel twenty-two twenty-nine. For you are my lamp, O Lord, and Lord, you lighten my darkness. Father God, Abraham told us that your name was Jehovah Jireh. That means that you see a need before it exists. And because you saw it, you made a provision for it. And Father, where there is no way, you say you make a way. You say when the enemy comes in like a flood, you raise up a standard. And that standard is the name of Jesus Christ. And we know, Father, that right now, when men are looking left and right, and they're crying out, and they don't know what to do, You do. And you have already made the provision. So, Father, we say, your word tells us that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. That gold and silver are yours. Everything that exists is yours. But it's not because you're a hoard. It's because you want to share. You want to provide. Because the word also says that you will provide for all our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So, Father, right now we ask you to release the provision and to make it possible for those who have needs to receive immediately father bring from the north the south and the east and the west every resource that is needed and father we will give you only you the glory the praise and the honor for all these needs that are met and that everyone will set them say look what the lord has done for me amen hear my cry oh god Attend unto my prayer From the ends of the earth Will I cry out 
Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the hand of the enemy. And when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, that is higher than I. Thank you, Shakira. Let the word of that psalm comfort you. You've heard it twice today. Let the Lord just speak into your heart this morning. Often in times of disaster and tragedy, people begin making statements like, why has God let this happen? Why did God cause this to occur? Let me remind you that Jesus said, the thief comes but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I am come that you might have life and that more abundantly. God did not cause it. It's the natural result of Satan ruling in a darkened world. When you turn to Lamentations, and I think these scriptures will be on the screen, chapter 3, beginning in verse 19. And I'm reading this from the Message Bible. Matter of fact, uh, when we first came almost five years ago, I preached an entire series of messages from this passage. And this morning, God reminded me of it again. Jeremiah is the writer of Lamentations. You know that he was writing in a very difficult time for Israel. And this is what he said in verse 19. I'll never forget the trouble, the utter lostness, the taste of ashes, the poison I've swallowed. I remember it all. Oh, well, I remember. The feeling of hitting bottom. But there's one other thing I remember. In the middle of darkness, in the middle of tragedy, in the middle of things we don't understand, there's one other thing you need to remember. You need to write this down, inscribe it on your heart, recall it every day. There's one other thing I remember. And remembering, I keep a grip on hope. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great is your faithfulness? This is what I want you to hear. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. When things are stripped down to the simplest forms of life, when the modern conveniences are gone because of occurrences like Hurricane Michael, we have to remember I'm sticking with God. He's all I've got left. I'm sticking with God. I'll say it over and over. He's all I've got left. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. He's good. He, it is good. It is a good thing to quietly hope. Quietly hope for help from God. 
Verse 28 says, when life is heavy and hard to take, go off by yourself, enter the silence, bow in prayer. Don't ask questions. Wait for hope to appear. That verse is for someone in this room this morning. You need to simply be quiet, quit asking questions, and wait for hope to appear. Because God renews that to you every single day. Don't run from trouble. Take it full face. The worst is never the worst. Why? Because the master won't ever walk out and fail to return. If he works severely, he also works tenderly. His stockpiles of loyal love are immense. He takes no pleasure in making life hard and throwing roadblocks in the way. Then verse 37, it says, Who do you think spoke and it happened? It's the master who gives such orders. Doesn't the high God speak everything, good things and hard things alike? And why would anyone gifted with life complain when punished for sin? Those are the verses we need to hear today, verses 40 through 42. So let's take a good look at the way we're living and reorder our lives under God. Let's lift up our hearts and hands at one time and the same time praying to God in heaven. We've been contrary and willful. You haven't forgiven. You know, in times of tragedy, Jesus said in Luke chapter 13, I believe it was verse 19, when someone came to him and asked him about the fact that Pilate was killing Galileans and mixing their blood with their sacrifices, does that mean they were worse sinners than people who were not being killed? Jesus then told them the story about a tire, tower that fell in Siloam and 18 people were killed. And he said, these people weren't more wicked. They weren't greater sinners. It's just life. And it's an opportunity to call people to repentance. So when you leave this place this morning, we have an opportunity before us to share the good news of Jesus Christ. I asked Tom to do that song, Let the Redeemed of the Lord Say So, because you and I need to rise up and tell someone in the midst of heartache and tragedy, there is still a very real God who loves you very, very much. He is still the answer. He is still the way, the truth, and the life. So today I want us to rejoice. Would you stand with me and let's sing that song, I Sing Praises to Your Name. Let's sing it out to Him today. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida. A multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place, you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com.